Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. I want to welcome you today to the Equip podcast brought to you by Arise Ministries. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder of this organization. In today's episode, we want to talk about something we could all use a little dose of, and that is joy. We ask, how can I experience joy in my life when I don't feel like it? Maybe like many, you'd love to experience inner joy, but you just don't know if it's possible or how to get there. Today, in our time together, we'll walk away with handles that actually work in how to pick up joy, how to put on joy no matter what. I'm super excited to share this topic. Many of us know and love Candace Payne, known as the Chewbacca Mom, whose Facebook Live video with the Chewbacca mask became the most viewed Facebook Live video to date. Candace has been featured in the New York Times, People, Cosmopolitan, Good Morning America, and might I add, one of her appearances included being the worship leader and keynote speaker at the Arise Ministries Thrive Gathering for Single Moms. We're really pumped today to hear from Candace, a down-to-earth mom who lives and laughs in Texas with her husband, two children, and ornery pugs. So with that being said, Candace, welcome. Uh, How great to have you sharing uh, with me on this podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I get to do it. I know this is going to be a great time as we get to explore a little bit about you and a little bit about the topic of joy, which was the topic of picked up off this Facebook video. But first, Candace, (laughs) I want to ask a question that I know all our listeners are wondering. They want me to ask this question, I'm sure. And that is, what were you thinking when you recorded that Chewbacca video? (laughs) Well, you know, I wasn't thinking about anything that um, has come from it, that's for sure. I was just trying to maybe hop online and share with some mama friends of mine that were waiting in a carpool uh, to see if if they were going to want to see a new toy that I've got myself for my birthday week. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was not anything of what's come from it. Of course, it was totally innocent, I'm sure. And so the second question is, how has your family um, or have you like responded or, or dealt with the viral response that you had I know it's just totally turned your world upside down in many ways so how has your family responded to that and how have you dealt with that well I would say with a lot of wisdom and grace you know I mean as much as I was groomed for this moment which I was it's accidental and it's um very spontaneous but I also know that it's very intentional and it's part of my purpose and um as much as I was groomed for that and prepared that with the life that I'd been leading before that. I believe my family was as well, my kids and my husband. So um, we protect our privacy in many respects, but then we also, um, we really just have been walking through open doors that have been given to us. And um, I would say at best that we've just caught the wind. We caught the wind and, and we're having sales of and ready and um, wherever it takes us is where we're going absolutely and I love that that's just the way the Lord's purpose work he prepares us and equips us for what's to come and you certainly have evidence that in what you've said today but that's not true for you it's true for all of us but yeah. Candace, can, can you tell us a little bit about your background and maybe why this topic of joy is so dear to you well in all honesty uh the topic of it wasn't dear to me and near to me until the video went viral um I got to be completely real and put a disclaimer out there 
but I had undervalued this as being something that was God given. Um, I, I grew up being a worship leader and, and in the church and I was always the one that didn't really fit on the stage. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Like when, when the holy ways come out, the fog machine <laughs> and sure. everybody would get serious. <laughs> I'd find myself wanting to clap and jump around. And I just, I've always felt as though there's been somebody or something trying to tame down, water down my fun, um, my exuberance, uh, my laugh, whatever it may be. And for many years, I found myself really caving to that. And when this viral video happened, it, it caused me to ask a lot of tough questions internally. A lot of things that started with just the basic question of, uh, if I talked to 20 year old Candace and this happened, what would I do? What would I feel about this moment? If I talked to an unfettered Candace, uh, what would I do? So I just, I, I realized that for me, joy was something that really was intrinsic to who I was, that I had undervalued. And I made a conscious choice uh, to really not undervalue that anymore and walk in freedom to be able to accept who I am and how God created me to be. Sure. I love that. Well, you know what? We have listeners today that... Um, that that uh, think that joy and happiness are the same thing. They're thinking, I, you know, I I know the Bible says we should be joyful, but but does that mean I have to be happy always? And that's certainly not possible. So, Candace, can you address that a minute? The difference between that you're not talking about happiness as we talk about joy today and what it is and where it comes from and how to do it. Can you address the the topic of the difference between joy and, and happiness? Well, I think it's I think it's funny that you mentioned that because what I've discovered in church is a lot of people like to kind of downplay happiness. They say there's this big difference. There's they're divided that you happiness is temporary and it's, you know, uh, just a gratification moment and joy is more internal and it's more uh, solid when you actually that are out of control, you want to tap into that joy. I, I kind of feel like that is maybe not the best representation once I've actually started talking and looking through scriptures and going on the subject of joy. You know, Jesus spoke in Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, and we know it as the Beatitudes, and blessed is the peacemaker, blessed is, is all these different things that he talked about, but really that that connotation from that word blessed, when you go back to the root of it, it says happy. Sure. Happy are those who do these things. And I believe that God promises uh, happiness for us. But happiness is a part of joy. It really is. Sure. <laughs> and I think we try to put happy in a corner. And, and we're like, oh, I can't be happy. I got to have this much deeper thing joy and so therefore it never translates to happiness for us. Right. We find ourselves still being curmudgeons. And, and angry and, and have these visceral reactions of um, sarcasm that cut deep and, and hurt others when, when the reality is that Jesus really flipped the script on all of us when he said, you want a happy life? Here's how you do it. Be a peacemaker. Uh, hunger and thirst for righteousness. I mean, I really challenge people to look at joy in, in a way that joy is the result of actually knowing how to be happy in a holy way. Sure. Um, and so I don't think you can separate those. Yeah. Sure. I so I, 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 you know, I mean, 
my mind may not be a popular opinion, but because I'm still uncovering it, but I, I'm really finding more and more God wants us to be happy, and He wants us to have a, a joy that sustains us. Absolutely, from that yeah, they're beautiful counterparts, and I love the way you put that—that that they're beautiful counterparts together. That that uh, just like we can have, you know, we can have joy and happiness. We can also have happiness and joy. So they they do go together in so many ways. You know, Candace. Um, your video went viral because I think you had mentioned that that what they what everybody picked up with it was the laughter. And I know the Bible says that that laughter is good for the soul. It's medicine for the soul. We know that laughter does so many good things for us. And, uh, um, you know, so uh, talk to me about the value that you've discovered in your own life, because I know you're a, a funny person and a witty person, the value in our hearts to find something to laugh about every day and just the the benefits of laughter. <laughs> Maybe we can say something to make our listeners laugh a little bit. <laughs> so how what would you say about that? Well, I believe that laughter really can only happen from a place where you're confident, where you're uh, secure. I mean, listen, if you're struggling to be somebody that everybody else wants you to be, there's no time for you to express yourself with complete joy. I mean, comparison is a thief of joy. And I can't say it over and over and over again enough. Uh, the moment that you don't, no longer struggle with insecurity when you walk in a room, no matter what table you're invited to sit at, no matter what place you're invited to to be a part of or group, if you're secure in who you are, and I'm not just talking about um, you know, this idea that we have rampant in our culture right now, well, I was born this way. No, I really believe that God, there's something called sanctification. And there's also something called identity that's rooted in Christ. And when you're secure in knowing who you are in Christ, then I honestly believe that joy is just a natural byproduct. Laughter happens from somebody that says, I don't have to worry. I don't got to worry today about what people are going to think of me. Sure. I mean, I think one of the most beautiful sure. moments in that Chewbacca mom video that went viral was when I just said, I kind of want to drive around like this. And <laughs> it's like, it's this idea of, I really don't care what others are going to think. And I don't feel as though many people embrace that as a beginning of joy, but I really do feel like that's the beginning of it is, is battling your insecurities and um, shutting up comparison when it comes and, and invades your thoughts. Sure. And we certainly know that that, that that's a, uh, one of the enemy's main tools is for us to compare because every time we do, we, at least I do, I fall short every time. So I, I love your words of wisdom on that. You know what? Your Bible study, Defiant Joy, uh, one thing, I think it was one of your chapters, is you mentioned that joy is a decision. And so we have single moms listening today that are, are need to know how to do that. They want to decide joy, but they're having a difficult getting there. So what's the process for them to decide? How do you decide to make joy a decision when you, when you, you know, you don't have food in the pantry and your kids are driving you crazy? And how do you make joy a decision? Because I totally agree. Mm. Well, you know, a lot of people call it optimism. A lot of people calling it looking at the glass half full. But I really do believe that joy is not something 
that you're naturally born with or somebody else gets more than you and you get less when you're put together up in heaven before you're shipped down here. I honestly see that in James, it tells us consider it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. And with that word consider, that means that it's a learned behavior. It's learned. It's, it's absolutely a choice that we get to make. And listen, I've been there. I've been in the school supply donation line from the government for my kids, feeling embarrassed and shameful that I couldn't get my kids my own school supplies on my own. And how am I supposed to find joy in that? Right? How mm -hmm. am I supposed to feel like I can lift up my head and let's have a moment? Uh, I tell you what I did find myself doing is playing games in the line as we waited. Um, it's making the most of every moment as though it's an adventure. Um, and it's turning turning the moment on its head and saying, whatever is being dealt to me right now, I'm going to defy this circumstance. And, you know, I, I also believe there's value that comes from lament as well. I believe that you can't choose joy if you don't choose lament when it's appropriate. Ecclesiastes tells us there's a season for everything under heaven. Every single thing there's a season for. And I'm not saying that this may be a season of laughter for you. This may not be a season of laughter for you. But there is something to be said of someone that knows how to stand in their pain, press into their pain, and choose pain. Because once you know how to do that, you can also know how to choose joy. It's that same skill set that you're learning. But I feel as though most people really live in avoidance of every emotion. Uh, we're just trying to get through. We're trying to keep a face on, trying to make everybody around us happy, you know? And the reality is, is that nobody's happy. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> it. And, and there's some wisdom to be earned and learned when you consider that no matter what you're going through, you press into that pain, it will lead to joy that's full. Sure. And you mentioned that in your, in your Bible study, Defiant Joy, that joy is a fighter. I mean, it is a fighter. Yeah. We must fight for joy and fight to keep it. And there are days, honestly, when we do fight to keep it, aren't there? There are days where we we just have to choose to say, God, I know you allowed this. I know you will use it. This is part of my development. There is something in it. You want me to learn something about your character in this. And it's like you said, it's just an opportunity to to weigh it out and to stand strong. So I think that's what you were saying in that. You know, um, Candace, you also mentioned in Defiant Joy that in uh, defiant joy that joy embraces sorrow and i explained that a little bit i think you kind of touched on that but but how can we embrace sorrow when we are looking at things and we think things are never going to change mm. well that there's the there's a misconception right there that you just said when we think things are never going to change you cannot have a, a real joy without hope there has to be a, an anchor for your hope. And the scripture always tells us that we have this anchor and it is Jesus Christ. And so he is the anchor for everything that I go back to when it comes to, can this day get better? It may be my worst, but I need to remember it's not my last. Um, and that is, that is foundational for experiencing a life full of joy and embracing sorrows. You know, I, I kind of have the personality type that when sorrow comes my way, I want to feel it quickly and then I want it to be gone. Um, and in many times, I, I honestly don't even want to feel it at all. But there's something about embracing those moments 
that God has allowed us to walk through so that we can we can be nearer to him. It says that he's a man of sufferings. And even in Philippians, it tells us, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. So you have these two polarizing words. You've got fellowship and you've got suffering. And I believe that when you share in the suffering of what the man of sorrows experienced here as a human, fully God yet fully man, you understand better what it means to have that joy, that fellowship. That fellowship word right there is riddled with joy. And so there is joy absolutely in sharing heartache. And I feel like we shy back from feeling hardly anything in this world. You know, we're in a generation where I believe we've never been before. You got to think when I was a teenager, I saw the internet invented. And now it is something <laughs> that we can't even do without. Sure. Um, we've lived in a microwave culture where if it's not in 30 seconds, everything is about how can I go faster, more furious at a pace that really puts me ahead. And I fear in our quest to be first, instead of being right, we've lost what joy feels like because we don't ever sit in a moment. And so I think there's beauty in lingering. So when you're talking about embracing sorrow, there's a linger that has to happen. You can't be so quick to run. You can't be so quick to solve. Some things are meant to be absorbed and some, some things are meant to be felt. And, uh, and yes, it's both sorrow and joy. You know, the old uh, Christmas song, Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Yes. I believe that that is honestly what Jesus exemplified for us and brought to us as a human. And uh, I believe that that we can, even in this life, before his returning, before we'll be united with him in perfect union, uh, I believe we can share in comfort and in joy. Right. And you know what? You were just talking about that so often we feel like we have to be strong and be courageous and be the best we can be. We be, 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 be. But really what God is asking us to do, I think this is what you're saying. We don't need to be strong. We need to be still. We need to be still and know that he is God. And that's the infusion. That's where the infusion of joy, at least for me, when I'm busy, 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 and I've got so much to do, I find myself frustrated and then and then everything else sets in. But when I discipline myself to just pop it down a bit, Pam, and be still, embrace the presence of the Lord and just be still, then um, then I then something overtakes me and all of a sudden everything's okay it's that inner joy that you're talking about that we can know that god's in control so um, i i think that's an awesome thing don't be we don't have to be strong we just need to be still you know what in your book laugh it up um which is awesome i loved it i loved just uh, your realness in it is so refreshing and so delightful to our soul candace but you mentioned a, a verse that is one of my favorites it's um Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, whatever is noble, lovely, pure, whatever is of good report, think on these things. So, so much of our having joy is our thoughts. It comes from our thoughts. Our life is what our thoughts make it. Uh, we're shaped by our thoughts. We become what we think. So ex- talk to me a little bit about the power of our thoughts in, in, in experiencing this joy. Well, for me, and I, I really explain it much better than I'm probably going to do right now. Uh, but in the book, but <laughs> I, when I discovered that habitual 
uh, actions are based on our thought life. Like I'm talking neuroscience here. When you begin to create a habit, your brain creates little uh, tracks, if you will, that are worn down to think the exact same way that'll lead you to do the exact same thing. And it's, it's comforting to us. It sends a signal to us that this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how it's supposed to feel every time this habit happens. And when you try to develop a new habit, when you try to break a behavior, you are firing off nerves to go different directions in your brains and forge new paths, if you will. And your thought life, it is so important to maintain consistency in thinking well. Because if you don't do that, it, it, there really isn't this renewal that happens. You, you stay on the same path. And I equate it to walking in the woods. Are you going to go down the one that's beaten a little bit? Uh, that seems more comfortable or when you create a new path you've got to get out the machete you got to cut away some branches you got to move where nobody else on your ankles you know i mean it's just uncomfortable but in the uncomfort you find that you you clear out a new space for you to land um, that maybe has been undiscovered and i really feel as though when you transform your mind when you continually begin to think differently about the circumstances you are in. You will find yourself in a space that is clear and wide open that you haven't been before and that you've earned every step to get there. And it will change your life. Uh, I, I honestly believe that. I've seen it in my personal life and I've seen it in those that I honestly aspire to be, you know, I mean, it, it has to happen in your thoughts and it has to start there, but it also needs to be consistent. You can't think different for one day and feel like your life's going to change. You got to keep walking. You got to keep walking those thoughts out to the same place over and over again. Sure. You know what? I think what you're what I hear you saying is kind of scary when you really start to think about it, is that we are the sum of our thoughts. And each day, you know, um, I am what I'm thinking. And so it's just so important to consider and be mindful of your thoughts. Don't you think so often we are just thinking recklessly and not thinking? <laughs> we're not thinking what we're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so many things that are on auto, autopilot for us. You know, um, we we honestly don't even take time to find out what we think about a situation because we just respond and we sure. react. We're reactionary, and I feel um, taking time. It, man, this this podcast ends up like we're just circling around one thing, and usually when that happens, it's because whoever's listening probably really needs to hear this above everything else. There's a linger that has to happen. There's space that has to be made in your day to absorb and to think and to pray. And um, I, I honestly believe that if that space is not there, if that time isn't reserved, if it's not held in high priority. I mean, for me personally, I know how my day goes when, when I'm not doing that. Sure, <laughs> you know we, what I mean? And, uh, and it's not pretty some days, right? <laughs> oh, some days. Yeah. Come on. Every single one of those <laughs> that I don't do that is not pretty. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know what? Yeah. Also, uh, I just want you to address the importance of gratitude. How important does gratitude have in the formula? Mm. That's a I little bit harder to pinpoint. So yeah, I know. I feel full in my heart. Like I could talk for an hour and a half on gratitude and how it equates to joy. Um, so I'm trying to narrow it down and simplify it. But I will say this, your circumstance has been lived before by other people, by many other people. 
And if you think you're the only one that's feeling sorry or that's felt sorrow or that's felt abandonment or isolation, um, there's always something to lift your eyes up for and be grateful for. Always, always. And, um, and I know that that could seem really, really, uh, just flippant that I'm saying that because you probably have listeners here that they go, but Candace, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've walked through, but I know a God that really says to us clearly, he says to us clearly, um, that he has walked through every single temptation that we've had. Um, he has known all of our sorrows and, and that to me says right there, okay, if I know somebody that knows where I've been, my faith can be bolstered and it can rise up for the moments that I feel isolation, that I feel all these things. And I can say, thank you. Thank you for loving me still. Thank you for giving me a life. Thank you for giving me family. Thank you for giving me my children. Thank you for, you know, creating me to be somebody that, that loves well, that, that, that can give back to my community, to my friends. Um, even if it's, the littlest thing called time, you know, I mean, moms help each other out so much. And I know that there's gratitude in everything that we do for each other. But sometimes I just, I just feel like we need to be reminded, lift your eyes up, lift your eyes up from your circumstances and give thanks. You'll find joy right behind it. I love that. I I certainly love that. Candace, this has been so awesome today. We've had so many wonderful tips on how to live a life of joy and and make our days count. Not we didn't even touch on the fact that our joy, our joy and our our choice to choose joy models well to our family. We set the atmosphere in our home when we when we choose to place joy in the atmosphere of the home and we didn't even touch on that but it is we are also model makers as we exercise that and so i thank you for your words of wisdom today in in visiting with us thank you friends today you can find candace uh if you want to find her and keep in touch and connect with candace at candacepain.me and as for today i hope you've been touched as i have as we've been talking about the power of joy the grace and gratitude, the opportunity we have as followers of Christ to to show the world what it looks like, to find a deeper source of meaning and happiness because God is able to infuse us with his life and and his ability to allow us to walk through even the toughest of times. Friend, we would love to hear your thoughts on this topic or ask questions we can ask perhaps on future podcasts. So if you would leave us a comment on social media or email us, we'd love that at info at ariseministries.net. And just let me leave you with a final thought, and that is that joy just doesn't happen simply. It just doesn't happen. We have to make a conscious decision, intentional choice to choose joy and our thoughts every day as we walk this life. If you've enjoyed our podcast today, we invite you to subscribe to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to visit our website at www.ariseministries.net. And there you'll see videos and articles and podcasts and even a Bible study series specifically for single moms. Lots of tools out there for navigating real life. Well, friends, thank you for listening today and have a great afternoon. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.